0: Boss,
1: I'm that baby's daddy.
2: Any fool can see that baby belongs to me. I want to differ. That little rascal belonged to me. to say, boss, I'm that baby's daddy. I be the paw, boss. I'm the paw that they're youngin', boss. I'm the peppy. <laughs> <laughs> And hey, welcome to another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. I am Josh Rogers.
0: I am Brian Hare. <laughs> and
2: we are both the pappies. And this is these are your favorite Casa Negros coming back with another episode where we talk about all of the things. We talk about the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the pumping circumstances. I'm gonna catch me slipping this week, <laughs> yes. <laughs> of life and how we navigate the craziest puzzle piece ever created. That is the jigsaw of life. We should try to figure this thing out, y'all. Brian. Yes, cómo está.
0: Siempre es un gran día para ser negro.
3: Ooh, Daddy, hey! E two, E Yes. <laughs> oh, how
2: you been, brother?
3: It was just post birthday.
0: You, know? uh, you had an eventful birthday weekend. We did.
2: Mm-hmm. No, you did. It was your birthday. <laughs> 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 did Did you enjoy thirty seven? Turning thirty seven.
0: I did. I had a, um, okay. an interesting night. Let's just leave it at that. My God. Oh,
2: I know. I was there. I just wanted to see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just wanted to see. That's what's, up.
2: what's, been, what's been going on, brother. How, how are you preparing? I'm going to ask you this in the beginning. Mm. How are you preparing? Are you doing anything to prepare for Father's Day? Are you excited for um Pappy Day?
0: Uh, yeah, I I don't know, man. You know, I don't really. It's weird. It's my second or third Father's Day. Brooklyn's two and a half, so it's probably my third Father's second, third. I don't know if Father's Day it is, but uh, I am grateful to be a father. Um, mm-hmm. Brooklyn is amazing. Even she was my nerves a lot, uh, but she is an amazing child. I, I'm grateful for that. Uh, so I probably use this Father's Day to reflect and celebrate and like really give God praise for my child because I could have I could have a hellion. She gets into stuff, but she can't. She ain't a hellion yeah, though, so I'm grateful mm-hmm.
2: for that. Well, we praise God for that. This what about is you? Going to my eleventh father. Look at Day. God, yeah. Look at God. Mm. Um, but no, I guess I mean it's cool or whatever. Um, <coughs> you know I um, fathers. I don't even say Father's Day don't mean much to me, but I'm not like the guy who be like, "Ooh, I need to be celebrated." I expect celebration. Don't get me <laughs> wrong, but at the same time, I'm not like looking for like any super grand. Gestures. I I typically kind of want to, it's the one time where I kind of want to chill and kind of be K-I-D-S, that's kids free, Um, Mm. (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, for the weekend, especially coming off uh, my wife, my baby mother uh, being gone (laughs) for a week and me, you know, I tell people all the time, I don't believe in daddy duty. I mm-hmm. don't believe in that because I feel mm-hmm. like we're dads. And I know me and you, Brian, We're very active parents. Right. But I will tell people, it is a huge difference when you co-parent children and one of those parents is gone for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm.
0: It's different.
2: And when yeah. you have kids who got a freaking social life like my kids. Hello. Like I, last Wednesday, I took Jaden and Josh to the shop, But from there, we had to go to tutoring. And from there, straight. To, we left the house at 2 o'clock. We didn't get back home till like 9.15. Jesus for the kid this was all doing like stuff for them there was nothing that I had to do no errands I had to run while also navigating working from home and doing all this kind of stuff so Ash and I like split those responsibilities a lot um so it was it was it was tough you know so mm-hmm. it gave me a very you know this even though this wasn't my first time with the kid this was my first time with them by myself for such an extended period of time without them having like camp or school to break mm-hmm. up the day. Right. right, because even when they were in school, I could leave them after school care and gotta pick them up to five or six, right? But this was us in the trenches with each other right. <laughs> all day, Jesus. every day. Uh, so I you. gotta I've always respected single parents, but my <laughs> respect level went up eighteen thousand. <laughs> oh yeah. Eighteen thousand. Yeah. Um, uh, people do people do it though. People do and they do it well. Mm-hmm. They make it look easy, and it is not. Thank God no, for no, my no. mother-in-law. She did come through. She sent me that text. So gave her. me that phone call. Bless so you. I did get. out. was that's how I was able to help you celebrate your birthday. Um. So shouts out to mother-in-shouts out to in-laws.
0: <laughs> shouts out in-laws. Shouts I have good in-laws. in-laws. Yeah. They they love my child. They love my daughter. They love my my daughter. My child. They love my wife. She's just, you know clearly that's the daughter. Um. But yeah, great good in-laws. Shouts out to Alan Jan. Bless you.
2: Um. So did you? I I know the answer because I know you did you watch the you know P Valley?
0: The Valley? No, I have not. Mm-hmm. I have not uh gone to, gone to Chuckalosa. <sighs> is it Chuck Walla? What is it? Chuck-A-Looza. Ch- Chuckka Walla Chuck Yeah, I haven't Chuck-a-Lisa. been to Chuckalisa to go to the pink yet. I I'll be I'll yeah. be at the pink soon though.
2: Hurry. Episode one is the oh, hardest sure. to get through because it's kind of slow. But it sets yeah, I yeah. told you it sets it
0: up. So and it, and it dives in. It
2: dives in. Yep, it does all of that. Okay,
0: I've been seeing memes, so
2: yeah, um, and you I'll
0: understand watch not one
2: of them
3: because episode three comes they looking, Friday.
0: Yeah, i'll I'll be on. I'll be on. I'll be up to date by tomorrow.
3: Okay, when
0: this episode drops, I'll be. I would have watched both episodes, ben. and then, well, I'll be. I'll be up to date by the time we record uh, the following week.
2: Next week, okay, that sounds good mm-hmm. to me. Um, speaking of the thing, you uh-huh. maybe do that. You maybe do a little note. I got. A song of the week. Okay. That I'm mm-hmm. excited about. I don't okay. think you, I don't even think that you're going to expect this one. <clears throat>
0: I'm not. I'm not. I I'm, I'm, I'm going to see, can you
2: guess it before I bust out singing it? I'm going <sighs> to give you only one clue. Okay. The song, well, if I give you those two clues, I don't want to give you two. I'm going to give you one. The song was sang by a group of people who formed a foursome but were not in an actual group. All men.
0: Best man. Oh, wait. What can a brother do? <laughs> there you, for you me? go.
2: There you go. What
0: <laughs> can a brother do for me?
3: He can help he can you, help up you up when you are down. down. What can a brother do for me? He can be in your eyes when you can't see. What can a brother do for me? He can help, help be, be the best, best. man. Man, I can, I can, I can, I can, I can be, be I can be, be, be I can oh, be I can be, can I can be, be The best, best man I can, I can, I can be, be.
0: <laughs> That was a good one. Yeah. That was, that was uh, R.L. Tyrese, R. L. L. Tyrese Genuine, Case and, and case. who else? And Genuine, okay and Genuine. Ooh, and Case Guess
2: what I did today?
3: Today.
0: (laughs) That's a good one.
2: Those are the words. One Beyonce in
3: the video said to you. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
3: It was last May. Don't know the exact day. In my hand, there was a ring. And you told me that you love me more than anything that's in your life. So I ask you, would you do me? The honor mm-hmm. of being my wife Yes, huh. I will I will be your man Your protector, your best friend Uh-huh Till our heart is in. And time mm-hmm.
2: begins again Couldn't we mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They
0: don't
3: write R
2: and be like that no more, Brian They
0: don't Jesus, They don't and, 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 and they don't make music videos like that no more
3: When I was away Uh-huh
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Some friends became just faces. Yeah. And let me you drew apart. But you stay right, right in, my in my heart.
3: And so and, many, and so many uh, times.
0: Pictures uh-huh. this stay inside my mind. Uh-huh. And for so many, for so many, yes, so many years.
3: Pictures you've
2: been here with me, yeah.
3: Yeah. Dude, that falsetto made me think,
2: Brian, where, where are all the falsetto men zingers Where, where are they? Where are all the about Golly Wild? Why is the Eddie Kendricks? <laughs> I want a song it, in full falsetto. That's the challenge I was doing to all the other. Chris Brown. You're giving us 95 songs on a new album anyway. Give us a full falsetto song. <laughs>
0: mm, yeah, give us a bring back falsetto. Like a bring good a good solid falsetto. Mm-hmm. Like a whole album. A whole album. Or give Ooh. us a a good quartet, a good quart—not a quartet, but like a a good group—and give us back an old Temptations, like they have the baritone. You got the tenor. You have the good falsetto. Like, give us something like that.
2: Give us all the parts. Give us mm-hmm. all the um Boys, to me, and tried to do it. Mm-hmm. So
3: they did
0: Jack Ed, Did Edge have a falsetto guy? Uh, I don't think no. I don't think any of those groups no, had a. Did have one? Hmm. 112 didn't have one. Uh-uh. Drew ain't have one. Yeah, they no, all had like a strong song, a, a strong, strong churchy lead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except for no that one. It. Yeah. They no had, one had, had a church uh, in there. Yeah. No and
2: one had a church in And um, then
0: 112 had the whiny Dude. Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, oh. Slim. Mm-hmm. Slim.
3: Speaking me. of. Oh, my God, man.
2: Voices that are interesting. There was a tweet from I think a former football player. I don't remember his name. That said, mm-hmm. he said, "I'm just gonna say it. Chris Brown is more talented than Michael Jackson." Have a great weekend.
0: Uh, I can. What are your thoughts? I can believe that because Chris Brown, uh, they can't. Chris Brown can dance just as good as or better than Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, Michael was around for a long time. Yes, I feel like Chris is a little more involved with his music in terms of from, from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Like writing, singing, producing. I just
2: kind of sang and performed.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, and I know he wrote some things here and there, but I think... I, he was a writer. I'm not going to discredit his writing. But I feel like he, Chris, like, like, off the wall and Thriller, that was all Quincy Jones. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, his major albums, like to start off with, were were Quincy Jones, Um, then after that it was like a a strong Teddy Riley album. You know what I mean? Like, so it was. I feel like Chris is more involved with his music, Uh, so I would I would give the edge in terms of talent um, to to Breezy.
2: And that's and that's. So I actually heard this on Kev's podcast, and I don't want to get stuck here. And they were disagreeing vehemently, and Mm -hmm. but all the points they were making were really about. Michael Jackson's impact and Angel, that's talent and that's, and that's and that's and that's so so Angel made the point she said Kev let's be careful she said but if we strip away impact and superstardom because Kev's point was he wouldn't have that level of superstardom without the talent I disagree with that and I'll tell you why mm-hmm. uh, after this. <clears throat> but Angel did say strip away the talent Mike is she her words were something along the lines that Mike is still stomping Chris Brown in the mud. If you take away impact, and I said that's not true. I said if they were just two men on the street with all the talent that they currently have, because they was like you know Chris Brown um, ain't out singing Michael Jackson's prime. And I hit him like Michael Jackson's vocal prime was between the ages of five and (laughs) twelve. As an adult, like we can argue, we can yeah right, we can argue. About how you enjoy Michael Jackson's vocal ability, but he has never made anybody's list ever as my favorite singer, maybe favorite no. entertainer, <laughs> no. favorite artist. But Michael Jackson was not a vocalist, not in his adult years. That my life would never be the same. It was not <laughs> it. And even though, like, and even though, like, his voice did change a little bit as he got older. But even in Thriller and stuff, he was a little bit more. But it was not that vocal. Powerhouse that he was, a, he was a almost a child prodigy vocally. Yeah, but when he became an adult, I don't know if it was intentional because people say that Michael Jackson actually had a really fairly deep voice in real life. And mm-hmm. That's the rumor. So I don't know if he was putting it on, but whatever it was, it wasn't that great vocally. Michael Jackson had great songs. Um I think Michael Jackson. I think Michael. J- if we're gonna talk about talent, and this is where I'm gonna say uh, his 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 talent didn't necessarily get him superstardom. I think it was his creative gene. He was a genius. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the edge that he has over. Um, while you are, it is very true, and I agree with you, Brian, that um, Breezy's more involved musically. I think creatively, Mike has something that Breezy ain't going to ever have. Right. The but way yeah. he can interpret a song and do a show. Oh, I yeah. think that's what draw people to him more or less than his, like and and his and like and like you said, the power of Quincy Jones and the power of all the others, I think that's what drew him into superstardom more or less than his ability to just sing. And of course, his dancing was captivating, but yeah, I think it was some <laughs> other factors beyond his pure talent,
0: yeah and mm-hmm. and to, to you just my dancing, like I feel like Chris Brown has a variety of dancing where Michael Jackson had his dancing. Mm-hmm. He had his style of dancing. He didn't do too much of other type of dance. But what, going back to that, within Michael Jackson, I think the the reason why I think Michael Jackson, one, he's an uber talented, great yeah, in sure. all that kind of stuff. But who was his competition? Like who out? He was the blueprint. Like James yeah. Brown came before him. So mm-hmm. James Brown, Jackie Wilson were like his, you know. The and he gives he them their
2: props. Him. He gave them yeah. their props.
0: But during a, during Michael Jackson's run, there was nobody even coming. The only person
2: that him. was a contemporary in terms of like talent and similar sound was Prince. Mm-hmm. But they yeah. were in so different. They were still in different lanes, but they were the most comparable. But yeah, Mike just. But then Mike just. I feel like I don't feel like Mike was more talented than Prince. I feel like Mike just had no. more
0: superstar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Mike had more mainstream superstar than Prince. I mm-hmm. think I had more musicality, you know. Oh, for sure. You know, I, I think
2: Prince's androgynous behavior and presentation is really what stopped him from being as big as he could have been because, yeah. love it or hate
0: it, some folks just weren't rocking with the man with booty out pants. Like, yeah, well, Mike, kids were a lot kids. I like. I remember growing up in the Saint of household. Mm-hmm. Like, Prince was like, no, and raunchy. <clears throat> And like raunchy, well, Michael Jackson was. Oh, it's Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Neverland. You know, that's that joke. Insert there. But <laughs>
2: but, you know what but I mean? to your but, point, yeah, the amusement park, the you know, all that kind of stuff. Mary yeah, Elvis's
0: daughter. Like he was yeah. all, all the. He was more palatable. He was more palatable. <clears throat> and even mm-hmm. on top of that, like our parents. Well, your dad was more we Prince fan, but our parents grew up Michael Jackson as from a kid, and
1: you yeah. know he went to the adulthood.
0: Mm-hmm. So all that stuff. Well, Prince came on the scene, boom. Boom. Is Andrade. what he was. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I think,
2: and I really, and I really think that in that conversation, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people are having that conversation that they're un, they're realistically unable to separate impact from mm-hmm. talent. Because right. like I think Chris Brown is a really good vocalist, but I can also understand if people don't agree, but I also think he's a better vocalist than Michael Jackson as an adult. Right. And Mm -hmm. if you talk about to me, Michael Jackson's vocal prime, it is with the Jackson five. It is not him by himself. So his Mm -hmm. greatest level of super, because Kev was like, because, you know, off the wall wasn't his first little album. I'm thinking but like before he before he released himself from his dad, kind of like Janet, those solo albums Mm -hmm. didn't do anything. So like and at that point in off the wall, that's when he was that's when the vocals started to shift. And really change. So anyway, I just thought it was a very interesting conversation. I'm not, for all the MJ apologists and purists, I'm not saying that MJ isn't talented. I'm not even agreeing necessarily that Chris Brown is more talented. I'm just saying that I don't think it's such an easy conversation if we're talking about just pure talent. Mm-hmm. Right? And that goes in like, and then because other Angel's other point was that about his vocals was that Mike was able to be creative, do the grunting and all the other kind of stuff, whereas Breezy is just kind of like he do riffs and runs. I'm like, okay, so if we want to provide that new I, I, ones, I was like, Breezy raps, and is oh, a hello. solid rapper. Um at that. So, and so if so, we so again talent. So like it to me, like you because, and of course, both of them agree with each other, which they always do. Um, but. Uh <laughs> but if you're gonna go with that, like I personally and, and I am a Breezy fan, but not so much to where I, I can't critique the man. Um but mm-hmm. if you start putting all these other things out there, I got another critique for Mike, you know, in defense of Chris. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying they're equal. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm just saying I don't think that that's an easy conversation and I think there are valid points on every side. Um but I just thought it was I just wanted to hear your your opinions on it because yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh I could go on and talk about Chris Brown all night cuz Chris Brown is clearly Chris Brown is you know, great. Chris Brown is amazing. Now the one amazing. thing I
2: did agree with them on is that in terms of impact, nobody has touched Mike except for Beyoncé.
0: No. She's the no, only no, no.
2: one that has come close.
0: Yeah. And and that even goes to show like I'm not I don't like we can go we can keep talking about this forever. How about this? My whole thing is like but even Beyoncé has like stage competition like in terms of Bruno and Chris and mm-hmm. like concerts now, like Michael Jackson set the the blueprint for what concerts should be, yeah, and what entertainers should be. Yeah. Now, the
2: only edge I would give you with, even though she has competition, Chris Brown can't sell out Mercedes Benz, he can sell out State Farm. Uh, whereas Beyonce, I think, can do arenas, yes, I mean, stadiums, uh, stadiums versus yeah, yeah. Bruno Nim, I think, are packing out, um, uh, arenas, uh, and I think, I think that, but I'm to weird. your point. Like, but even though she ain't nowhere near Beyonce in terms of talent, Rihanna, we've talked about this before, is one of Beyonce's greatest contemporaries. Yeah, she doesn't have as many banging songs, in my opinion. Vocally, she can't even touch Beyonce. Um, She don't dance as well, but you can't deny that be like Rihanna's like fan base and what she's doing with Fenty and her her just impact on the culture. Like people love that woman. (laughs) Talk about impact.
0: (laughs) The wealth, mm-hmm. that but that 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 Jay Z tree, that Jay Z
2: tree is long. But <laughs> but I also think overall artist to artist, Beyonce is still the bigger artist. Yeah. Um. But in terms of like what Mike had, people falling out and stuff, I think Beyonce is the closest thing to that.
0: Yeah. Um. Because yeah. she
2: did Dodger Stadium with three back to back concerts all sold out.
0: Yeah, Beyonce definitely mm-hmm. has, them crying moments like. Uh, she okay, so Chris. I would. That's not even comparison, to Chris Brown. But in terms of impact, Beyonce definitely has the moments where the celebrities are like, "Oh my gosh, I just met Beyonce.
2: She's the celebrity Sex. celebrity."
0: <laughs> yeah, and Michael Jackson was the celebrity. Everybody wanted to meet Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Everyone, like everyone in the whole world, they can meet presidents, kings. Everybody wanted to be Michael Jackson The next person to that now Is Beyonce Mm-hmm Mm-hmm
2: Mm-hmm Thousand 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 percent agree
0: um, But before we get stuck Too, too, too
2: much Let's 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 end it <laughs> here comes back to Beyonce <laughs> Let's Everything <laughs> Beyonce always on beat Beyonce always on topic um, Let's end it here And let's go Get into some Black Excellence And the Bless Up Report
0: uh-huh, Let's do it All right is Yeah
3: Still, see, you right
0: now. All right, we are here at the Blessed Report, where we talk about black folks doing great black things, black excellence, and it is Negro Music Appreciation Month, um, but, you know, Juneteenth is right around the corner, so I know I'm just saying those things just because because we would have did this anyway, because we love black people and what black people to do, but I had to just throw those things out there, but we are going to bless up Ade Deye Adedaye. I'm going to say that's what it is. I do apologize if I ruin your name. But Adedaye is a fashion brand that draws inspiration from across the African diaspora. Mm-hmm. It says They say that we are ethnically and sustainably made in Ghana, and all of our textiles are sourced on the continent of Africa. The founder, At- At- Akatunde Ahmad, born and raised in Oakland, California. All right, come on now. Uh, come he always California. wanted to Come on, California Love. Uh, he always wanted to return to the California
2: land
0: of California Love. That is
2: such an intro. Isn't it? And I'm not even from California, but that
0: it gets the people going. It's provocative. <laughs> Dr. Dre is the king of intros, though. Listen to his his songs. He comes in strong. Um uh, the founder was uh, always wanted to return to the land of his ancestors to spend time in West Africa. He got his opportunity in 2016 when he chose to spend half of his year taking time away from his campus to study at the University of Ghana. Man, I wish I would, that would have been a great opportunity. Uh, he was immediately captivated by the fashion culture in Accra uh, with an abundance of tailors and access to any kind of fabric you can desire. From Boba Kente to wax print to Boga mud cloth. Um, people could quickly get anything they imagined turned into a reality. He immediately started sketching designs, visiting fabric markets, and getting his own pieces made. And the idea of Ade Daye was born. Ade, which is his middle name, means royal in Yoruba. And Dae, which means royal in Twi. Mm. One of his pieces was recently worn by the potential NBA Finals champion coming up soon. Wardell. Wardell. <laughs> Wardell Stephen, Waddell, oh, Waddell.
2: Waddell. <laughs> Wardell, Stephen Curry. Your uh, daddy call you Wardell. I'm
0: going to call you Wardell. Wardell, Stephen Curry during an NBA Finals appearance. Uh, so if you want to check out some great African-inspired, uh, West Coast-driven um, clothing, check out adedaye.com. That's spelled A-D-E-D-H-Y-E.com. Yep, okay. that's that. <laughs> um, <laughs> That then is that. Said, uh, I just
2: struggled through this pronunciation long enough. That is that. Listen, blessed up. Adi
0: up. Adi adi
2: We just we just I, got Pentecost.
0: Listen, <laughs> it's tough. The Holy Ghost. Listen, I didn't give me. I need to give me a more African inspired name. Listen, what listen, you want to be? I don't know. Brian I'm, Alatunde. I'm. I told. Well, I told you my um, my uh, my uh. What's the thing called? Not the ancestry. Ancestry. Mm-hmm. I'm, high, I'm a what, what percentage up. of Nigerian are you? I'm 46 percent Nigerian. I'm a high percentage of Nigerian, bro. You I'm, need to I'm go to the Olympics. My, I'm, listen, <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm putting <laughs> Nigerian, Nigerian America. In, I'm a Nigerian flag in my darn bio.
2: I need to. I need to finally do mine. <laughs>
0: we'll We do a whole episode about it. We will. I want to see if I'm <laughs> a descendant of King Tut. <laughs> I want to see who has the most white in us. Ooh. Who is the most nigger? <laughs> niggery nigger. Because uh, if you if you if you're whiter than me, I'm calling you a colonizer. What if I
2: find out just like Willie Gilbert that my ancestors own slaves?
0: <laughs> I would be distraught. You can't you can't you can't celebrate Juneteenth no more. You can't celebrate uh none of the things.
2: Well, My great grandparents were sharecroppers, so I highly doubt it. We wouldn't. didn't nobody come by us <laughs> <laughs> and put us back together. They was all over Arkansas, picking cotton, having 20 kids at a time. That's what they were, Earl and Ellis thing. And on my mom and them side, Princess was, was
0: doing. Mm, princess, <laughs>
2: princess all right. her name was Princess.
0: <laughs> in in the what year was that?
2: Princess, Princess. She's my great grandmother. Yeah, her name was Princess. Wow, married twice. That's what's up hmm Princess, the Princess. Seals.
0: <laughs> we had we had Queen, uh, Alex Haley had Queen. So that might have been And you got Hercule I <laughs> got Hercule. You we got, got a the great name God <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh
2: bless up to Alatunde. I did Um sorry we can't we can't we can't pronounce it, bro. But I did What? how did you attempt it? I did die. I said I did day. I
0: did day. Adi Day a d i a a d e y h y e i did, did diet
2: google translation
0: <laughs> i did google. that's what that's my, my translation Translate.
2: i don't want an actual translation i want the i want the words i want the pronunciation mm-hmm. girl I did die i day. Die. okay let's see let me see girl A-D-I-S. you don't know it says his ebo is detected. ebo A-D-I. A-D-I is what, this, what she's saying. A-D-I is what she said. So if that's not it, we sorry.
0: Any of the ways. Ryan, is that it? That is it. We don't have nobody. anybody die, right? God state the hand of death and we give him glory
2: for keeping it. Ah, whoo. I tell my double whole Shataya, he keeping the it at bay. Lord, we love you. All right, let's get into the billboards. The Tony Awards Mm -hmm. occurred this past weekend, and no, we did not watch them. I'm not going to ask Brian because I didn't watch them either. Typically don't watch the Tony Awards, but I feel like I would probably enjoy the Tony Awards more than any other because it's so theatrical and dramatic. But I really don't want to see the white plays, so that's Mm -hmm. probably why. I'll never actually tune in But nevertheless Just like any other wars, According to our girl Issa What are we doing Rooting for every Shout out Everybody. to Issa Ray. She told us that rap sh- is coming In she said July it. Or
0: mm-hmm. something think, We got, we got July a date on it
2: now. Yeah we got a date on it now yeah. So super excited about that We'll definitely be tuning in um, For all my people Who are out there It's not going to be insecure So don't think that it is. Don't start talking about it's bad because it ain't insecure. It will not be insecure. It's just going to be a brand new show by the same, you know, from the heads of the same people, but not insecure. Anyway, uh, but the Tony Awards occurred and black people were doing their thing. And one of the most prolific things from the night was Jennifer Hudson is officially an EGOT um and she got this she earned her Tony award on Sunday night so she got a Tony for being producer of the strange play a strange loop and along with her Tony award um that led her to the EGOT status she got an Oscar for best supporting actress in dream girls uh, she got a daytime Emmy for executive producing of the animated film baby yaga have no idea what that didn't even know she had an Emmy and then she got two Grammys um one in 2017 for the color purple and one in 2009 for best R&B album for her self-titled album jennifer notable mm-hmm. wins from black People also included Felicia Rashad for Best Actress in a Featured Role, A Strange Loop for Best Musical, Take Me Out, Best Play Revival. That's the one with Jesse, the guy from um, um, uh, Grey's Anatomy had his thing all out there yeah. people going crazy. And then Joe um won for Best Actress in a Leading Role. Shout out to all the black people doing great black things and taking on um, all of the Tony Awards. Hardware. Mm-hmm. What do you think the ego status means for Jennifer now, Brian? You think it's going to change anything for her?
0: No, she just sings loud.
2: She does. She's a singer. She's just... That volume is she She
0: just sings
2: loud. Whatever the max But the, is. Whites,
0: the, the whites love it, though. And what the I love about love them loving singer. it
2: is that she ain't never dumbed down the authenticity of who she was. It's real churchy. It's real mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like, she ain't... Trying to be poppy and palatable to other folks. You're so the perfect
0: man for me. That's <laughs> a great dun, song. Dun, 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 dun. She sang that movie. That she she did. did. My favorite
2: one from there <laughs> is actually, uh, I'm changing. I actually want that saying as a harmonic solo one day. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it is so good. And I feel like the people I would just exhort after that, and we would be done. <laughs> that thing is I'm so good. Yes.
0: Uh, yeah, that's, I, I know you can exhort off of that. That's look easy. Look
3: at me, <laughs> look
2: at me.
0: Yeah, it's so good. Mm-hmm.
2: Seeing everything so clear. I'm changing. I'm going to start right now, right here. Woo, I'm hoping. <laughs> Don't get me caught up. <laughs> oh, Anyway, shout out to all those people. Um, next on the Billboard, Megan the Stallion, a.k.a. Tina mm-hmm. Snow, a.k.a. The Hot Girl Captain, the hottie from Houston, Texas. She is going to be a guest star on the show that Brian just refuses to watch, and that is P-Valley. Um, in episode two, as a spoiler, we I thought that was her, so she grabbed DJ Never Scared um, there's a scene, I won't tell you about the exact same, but there's a scene mm-hmm. with Lil' Martin DJ never scared of talking. He's in the studio, and someone grabs him by the uh, with long nails, grabs him by the hand, I mean, the shoulder, but she's she said, let's go, or something about doing the track. And I'm like, that is Megan's voice. That mm-hmm. is Megan's voice. So there is no, uh, there have been no insight on um, what her role is going to be. There has been no insight on what she's going to be doing particularly, but we do know that she is going to be, in this season, so I'm super excited how they put it in. Um I am less excited about her acting because I don't know what that's gonna be. It's and Megan movie. gives me like Beyonce acting vibes. So <laughs> it's Houston. It is <laughs> Houston. All Houston. So I I don't I feel like she's gonna be overly animated and I don't want to do that. But she's also right. like if she plays herself, cause they in the studio. So she's like pretty much not playing herself, but like a version of herself, a rapper, mm-hmm. I think she'll do fine. I think she'll do absolutely, yeah. but we yeah. shall see. Excited about the hot girl being in um, MP Valley. Speaking of music, speaking of women rappers, Rolling Loud has mm-hmm. announced Brian its headliners for the New York version of the festival, and um, they got th- three pretty significant rappers headline. You want to take a guess of who's doing it?
0: Um, One of them
2: is a woman rapper, so I gave you that clue.
0: So. Women, a woman rapper, it's three people. One of significant. them, significant, who a significant woman rapper. You said magnificent. I said, Who is Oh, this? I said, Significant woman rapper. There's only two, there's only two significant right now. Well, okay. three. What you tell me? One is Nicki. it's most, most significant. She, she, she's headline. okay. Okay, that makes two more. sense. People, um, people, rappers, rappers.
2: One is in Atlanta, native
0: Atlanta.
2: Nevadius. Nevadius. Yep. Future. Okay. And one more. I don't know much about this person other than he has a dollar sign in his name and it ain't tight. Oh.
0: Oh. ASAP <laughs> a- 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 Rocky.
2: There you go. ASAP a- a- Rocky. <laughs> a- a- Rocky. A- a- Rocky, Nicki Minaj, and Future. Mr. Rihanna. Um, are headlining, rolling loud. I actually wouldn't. I'm not a. I don't know a lot of ASAP Rocky music, but I would not mind going to that with them three headlining the New York show. I think that would be dope. Uh, you know my love for Onika. uh I really enjoy Nevadius Wilburn um mm-hmm. and i could tolerate asap so uh, i didn't really go into who all the smaller stage people would be because i don't really care um hmm. but that's that because i want bro i want to keep this billboard light it's been a mm-hmm. long day right mm. and it's united negro music appreciation it me. is
0: it is so i was like why
2: not just talk about music so to round out this conversation uh-huh. uh specifically about music beyonce Giselle knows Yes, has the girl we talked about a little bit in the intro, but she has the girl in a specific tizzy. Um, her um, her Bay Good Foundation Twitter page tweeted out of a a picture, um, kind of highlighting and celebrating what they call the creativity and brilliance of Black musicians who have influenced the world through their art. Now, at the bottom, there's like a collage, Brian, mm-hmm. of notable Black albums that already exist <clears throat> at okay. the bottom. -hmm. Next to Brandy's B7, there is a unknown photo Mm -hmm. of a woman pointing with a red glove on with like looks like blood on the fingers of the glove.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: People, you know, people went crazy. People did a Google image search. There were zero matches, which means that this album cover Mm -hmm. does not exist. Okay. Um they, I think if this if this is a solo album for Beyonce, this might be will this be her seventh studio album? Um,
0: let me count. Will this be?
2: If not, Beyonce. while you're counting, um. Okay. So anyway, she's pointing toward Brandy. She threw it in there. I feel like she's playing Blues Clues <clears throat> with us. Um, you know, we've been talking about it, Brian. That we feel like Beyonce is up to something, mm-hmm. and you know, she recently um changed her profile picture to like she deleted her profile picture on Instagram, so that's not there anymore. In my opinion, that gives way for her to put her album art there at some point. She has six already? hmm So this six. would be the seventh. <laughs> uh, yep. Okay. Number no completion. Um, so this would be her seventh. We've also noticed, Brian and I talked about this offline late last week, was that uh, Michelle and Kelly were hanging out in person. And not to say that they can't. Uh-huh. Not to say that they can't. Right, but they like were visibly hanging out. They was posting pictures and videos and stuff together. So it was like, because I feel like even if there's not a DC3 album, I feel like there's going to be a few DC3 songs
0: or at least one yes. feature Yeah,
2: that Beyonce is going to give us, uh, which means that that may kick off the tour. Because I feel like Beyonce may give us a dual album, a Beyonce album and a DC. She, she ain't going to be like, I ain't going to let y'all choose. You're going to get both. <laughs> You're going to get a two-sided album. <laughs> it's going to we'll be like that. Speaker Box and Love Below. You right. know what I'm saying? Beyonce right. and then Destiny Child. Uh, and I'll take it. I promise you I will consume every piece of that double album. Brian, if that if she gives us a double album, somebody needs to stop paying. I'm getting us a 3 a.m. advertising slot on BET as profits.
0: Okay. <laughs> if
2: if that think, comes if it comes true. I'm call, getting me getting now, call me now. Yeah, well, call the, me now. Call me now. not Miss Cleo. We don't do the devil.
0: <laughs> oh, you don't so do the master. What about the master prophet Jordan? <laughs> so that concludes the Billboard
2: 400. Unless you have anything to add about Beyonce, we're not gonna talk about no
0: Um, just give us the Destiny's Child album. Like you can, I honestly, I know the girls probably want a Beyonce album. Can I take
2: one? But I prefer right now
0: the Destiny's Child because yeah. then that's the that is the that's the 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 uh, the tour. Yeah, the tour is what I really want to see because I was too young. I I enjoyed Destiny's Child when I was younger. Like. Like, because they made, we talked about that, they made songs that everybody can say listen to, everybody name, can bop to. Say too. my name, um, That yeah, even dudes can rock to. So I would go to a Destiny Child concert in a heartbeat.
3: Say, baby, I love you.
0: Because then, then you Beyonce would be doing things.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Say my name, say my name. You yeah. acting kind of shady and calling, calling me baby. baby. Why the sudden change? Say Let's my name. Let's get some flowers to
0: Michelle. You, say my name. Yeah. We had a conversation about Michelle recently, yeah. on, off chat on our group chat.
2: The Queen of Bridges. <laughs> now that I need you, wherever
0: you go. Oh. Since we are here, she killed emotion. That her part in emotion it's killed just everybody.
2: Emotions taking
3: me over, heart of sorrow, lost in a uh, song. Uh, <coughs> don't yeah. come back. Come on to me, darling. Don't you know that no matter, no, I'm no, no, no hold me tight?
2: Yeah. Michelle is the queen of light. It's like every song that they have. Oh, um, she just does it. I heard it. So is.
0: much more.
1: Let me
3: cater to you. Every day, I I want to to my your love shines. will through me I want to cater to my man.
2: That Mm -hmm. out to Michelle. That's going to take me on a Destiny Child bench. It really is. Um, Because their music was just so
3: good.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, she sings. She, She does that too. All right, that concludes the billboard, and thank y'all for listening thus far. But we're about to transition to the living room, and this week we have another special guest. You may have saw we do. the title and the description. We have Tyrell Strong Black Knight.
0: Tyrell Strong Black Knight. Washington.
2: Tyrell. Tyrell. Yes, Washington. Uh, strong Major, black. Really, Major. that's a, That
0: might be the strongest black name we've had on this. You
2: had us a guest, Tyrell Washington. It's a strong black first name, and because Washington is a colored last name. Oh yeah. It is. And we are we are mm-hmm. we, we super excited about this conversation. So join us um as we have our annual, second annual uh <laughs> Father's Day conversation with Tyrell Washington. So grab your snacks, grab your drinks, grab everything you need, meet us in the living room and let's have this very insightful conversation.
0: Let's do it. It's, it's about the All right, happy Father's Day again uh, to all those fathers out there, and we are yeah. super excited because we do have a special guest in the living room, none mm-hmm. other than the Tyrell Washington. We're going to ask Tyrell if you can, for those that don't already know who you are and all the things that you've done, because your resume is completely bananas, but for those that don't already know you, please introduce yourself and let the people know what you do. All right. I am
1: Tyrell Washington. I was born in the Bay Area. I now live Yay. in Los Angeles. Um <clears throat> I work in the industry in entertainment. I do creative choreography, I do creative producing, creative directing, um, work on a few of the shows that are major on television as far as like NBC, ABC, and whatnot. So just to name a few, The Voice, I do America's Got Talent, American Idol, uh, what else? I did um, a season, the second season of, um, wow. It's a lot of stuff that I've done. So I'm trying to remember it all. But <laughs> second season of Legendary. Um, okay. I've also have done a lot of the award shows, from ET Awards to MTV Awards, to music videos. I used to be a dancer, hanging those shoes up because my knees. I'm getting older, you know. Oh, I, yeah. I understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've danced for many, many different artists. Uh, a lot of the the major artists, from Usher to Beyonce to Lady Gaga. Yes to even the late, great Whitney Houston, um, Mariah Carey. It goes across the board, but that's not me trying to show off. That's just me putting in the work to take care of what I have to do to climb that ladder to be successful. Wonderful. I mean, listen. And
2: it is not showing off. You did what you did. You did what you, you did. did and you are who you are, and we celebrate listen. that, brother. <laughs>
0: right. right. Walk in that. Walk in that. And since you know yeah. Beyonce, um, are we? <laughs> are we... Are we... What? What, what was that picture
1: <laughs> <laughs> that she that she posted recently? We need to know the things.
0: I mean, is Destiny's Child coming
1: with another album or not? Hey, you never know with her. She's always shocking the world. Um, I mean. I used to dance with Beyonce when she first transitioned to being a solo artist uh, before mm. she um, became the great artist that she is now. She was in Destiny's Child, I was dancing with her then, and then when she transitioned to be doing her own project, I was on the ride. And then um, after a while, uh, my last tour with her was the Beyonce Experience Tour. I took myself out of that environment to jump around and do choreography, dance with other artists. And um, spread myself a little bit more out there, so I can show my skills other than just always be called a Beyonce dancer. Or hey, do you always know Beyonce? Mm. Which yet are you her friend? Because everybody started asking me all these questions. So. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Yeah, I, I do call Beyonce. Like, hey girl, what you doing? Good morning. Like, don't do that. <laughs> Listen, I just want the Destiny Shots
0: album. That's all I want. I want a new you Destiny, Destiny C three album. That's all we want. Yeah, it
1: so has to do. be. as the first one. It's
0: I, I think it's gonna be great. Whatever come whatever yeah. they come out with, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh, all right. So uh now that you introduce yourself, now that we've kind of, you know, got acquainted, yeah. Um we do have this segment we do called Culture Code. Mm-hmm. And you know, in most cases people will be like, Well, you know, we're not gonna judge you, but you will be judged based off yeah. your answers here on this show. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're gonna we're gonna start off with, you know, uh we're gonna start off with film. Right, films and movies. Okay, okay? So we start moments. with this or this or that. Okay. Wait,
1: are we are we confusing uh, each
0: other? Is this no, no, no. We, no, no. we, we just want to know what you think. I, no, I just want to know. <laughs> we just want to know your answer. So we're gonna, I'm gonna ask you this or that, and then you just pick. You know, this or that.
1: Okay. okay. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So it, first one we'll use is love and basketball.
1: Yeah. Or brown sugar. Mm. Mm-hmm. I feel like love and basketball. I feel like that scenario is very real. Okay. Brown like sugar, I felt like it's real as well. But I think just um, the storyline for love and basketball. Just I know in relationships you go in and out. You know you can have that sweetheart back in high school. You break up, you make up, and then you become friends later. And then maybe the separate relationships that you have then didn't work out, and you want to come back. There's there's something about that. And then just I love basketball, so I'm gonna pick love yeah. and basketball. And oh, I love so boy, before I love- we go. Okay, Mark Epps is one of my favorite uh, actors from back in the day when he did the movie Juice. Oh, Great, great movie. Great um, before we
0: go further, you said you're from the Bay Area and you're a basketball yes. fan. Are you going for the Warriors?
1: I'm going for the Warriors. I, have, okay. I was okay. a Bulls fan, That's- but that was back in the Michael Jordan days. And I took a break from watching TV and got caught up in the career, came back, Golden State Warriors all day.
2: That's fair. That's fair. So fair. He said, "Break up the makeup," and I just wanted to bust out singing, but I I resisted it all. Uh, (laughs) I don't
0: think about about the fact that Quincy, you know, took no pity on Monica at the end of that movie. He just destroyed her on the basketball court. You know, (laughs) I have my thoughts,
2: (laughs) and we're not that is that is not this show.
1: (laughs) that's good though, like in relationships, we need need competition. Like I think it helps push each other, and it shows that like nobody's sacrificing everything just for. You know, I just wanna make you happy. Like we all gotta balance each other by challenging each other and uh not holding back. I think uh yeah. the more you hold back, the more you're not being true to yourself. And I'm still learning yeah. that myself.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, that's good. That is that is good. Um I'm gonna do another one. Okay. And this one's near dear to my heart. Mm. Uh, coming to America. Oh. Or boomerang. hmm
1: Man, why do you pick these hard ones? <laughs> um <laughs> I love to laugh, and I think, I think coming to America had me dying from the beginning to the end. I also <laughs> love that he played all these different characters, okay. and that's showing well, me how dynamic, how dynamic Eddie Murphy was.
2: Robert, one for one, we had there last we guest well, gave us
0: Boomerang, Tyrell gives us Coming to America, yeah, and because Coming to America is my movie, that's my all-time. That's
2: favorite
1: your movie. And it's, your it's my movie. movie. What's your job?
2: Well, well I, if if I'm choosing between the two, I go Boomerang.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. Because look that. at
2: look looking at it as an adult, it was one of the first all black casts where we saw like creatives on display. Um so we think about what creatives are today, like they mm-hmm. were um, and then they were all executives, and yeah. it was just it was like looking at it as an adult. So I'm super sad now. I've looked at a lot of our classics as adult as an adult.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like um Soul Food, waiting to exit all the things, and my perspective is just so different now. So I appreciate Boomerang a little bit more than Coming to America and they're both really funny. And you know, I yeah. stand for Earth the Kid.
1: Yeah. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my audience. Yeah. 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 I, love um, I have Eartha. no panties on. <laughs> <laughs> you you have a point right there. And I think it's I've watched Coming to America more than I watched Boomerang, but also too, I think I need to rewatch all these movies that you're asking about as this adult now. Which I haven't mm-hmm.
3: been watching.
1: And my perspective mm-hmm. might change. It might be different. And and again, like yeah. I said, you know, Certain things I'm going off of what I felt first time I saw it. And, I, and then the more I can tell about it. And that's the one that I go for. But then if I watch it now, I might have much more of an appreciation. It's just like any movie that I watch. Back then, it didn't mean anything. Now I watch it, I start crying. And then I was like, what's the difference? I'm more mature. I went through experiences. I'm, a, I'm an adult. I'm a father. My emotions are different. So mm-hmm. I probably would need to rewatch it and I might be on board with y'all. But I'm going to stick to it.
2: <laughs> no, that's so fair. No, no. I, Come to America, my like like My movie. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So okay. that is that's you're on my side for that one. <laughs> gotcha. Brian, you got one more for movies and films or you ready to oh, switch categories? movies and films. I got yeah. a question.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What did Go you ahead. think about Coming to America Part Two? And be it was honest. Terrible. It could have stayed it could have stayed
2: in <laughs> Zamunda. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> it's where it could have stayed. It was yes. bad.
1: <laughs> I know a lot of people have worked it, it, on it and I think it was uh, great effort in trying to meet the same standard as the first one but if mm. you're going to do a sequel it has to be better and it just it didn't it didn't even get over the hump for me it was one of those like well I only have to see it once and I'll never watch it again and <sighs> that's no never shade again. to it it's just no not at all yeah something nostalgic okay. about the first one and if you can't outbeat it don't try to make a sequel
2: I have Amazon Prime so I watched it for free and I still wanted a refund
1: <laughs> so,
2: just,
3: yeah, it
0: it was weird. it was unnecessary. It was really unnecessary. Um,
2: we so did a whole episode did. on it. We did. We, we did. were, we were did. so so distraught. <laughs> oh, I got to listen. We were so distraught.
0: Oh, anyway. Uh, okay, so I'll do the last one for film and movies. Okay. Uh, cool. Let's do actors. Let's do nice. Denzel or Will Smith. Mm pre-slap
1: um it's hard because i feel like the two different type of actors like they i feel like when it comes to will smith he knows how to play characters that we know that's been in our historical timeline and then when it comes to denzel he's great at drama and just like on command acting but I haven't seen him play the same type of roles as Will Smith, so I, it's hard to compare them. Um, I like them both. I don't. I don't see one better than the other. I, I have to kind of just say they're equal.
0: Mm. Interesting.
1: I'm not mad at that. No, I don't think. I don't think that. they cross each it, it other's lanes. Like it, to be honest, you know, you got Will Smith. He did Muhammad Ali. Like uh, then you got uh, Denzel Washington. He did that. I can't think of the boxing movie that he did.
0: Um, oh, Hurricane. Nice
1: Hurricane. Going. Yeah, he played that character, but Denzel had to become the character. You know what I mean? Like he had to act like him, talk like him. It's, I mean, not Denzel. uh, Will Smith had to act like him, talk like him. But do I compare them in the same type of realm? No, I just think they're both great actors. And then there's a lot more with Will Smith where he's done a lot of uh, comedy movies. And I think I've seen the funny side of him and I've seen the serious side of um, Denzel. And there's just something about like with Denzel, I feel like every time he jumps on it's like, that's what my daddy would say to me, or, or whatnot. Like, and then also, too, he comes off at like this, this badass character. Like, Even when he did Equalizer, I was like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Will Smith is tough. And then he did the book of yeah. Eli. Like, it's, it's very different than what Will Smith did. He did Bad Boys. It's like two different extremes. Like, Will Smith, an action star. Denzel, I mean, he, there's a plethora of like different movies he's done that you just respect him as a, an, an actor. Like, I think he's kind of like our Sydney Portier right
2: now. Mm, That's yeah, good. I'm not mad at that perspective at all. Um, I do agree that they are in, like, somewhat different lanes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can see how somebody wouldn't necessarily want to or be able to choose. But we're going to ask one more outside of music and film. Uh, This is just black culture in general, because well, this is Negro Music Appreciation Month. Matter of fact, we've coined it United Negro Music uh, (laughs) Appreciation Month because we don't we don't want any of us to be separated in our (laughs) music choices this month. Um, But I'm going to ask you one, just a little bit of black history. Okay, you ready? Uh, And this is not a this or that. This is what is Tyrell's opinion. Okay, this question. Okay, God, right. why didn't Harriet Tubman ever smile in her pictures? <laughs> I'm,
3: like, I'm like,
1: ready for a serious question. You're like, <laughs> 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 I don't even know how to answer. This why didn't she smile in her pictures? I mean, there's not <laughs> one smirk in any picture. <laughs> I mean, I think it's because she was being too strong. There was nothing to really smile about. She wanted to overcome a lot of things to, you know, basically. Wasn't like that funny? Wasn't that funny? You kind of accomplish things <laughs> and, you find it, and you have the world against you. There's nothing to smile about until you win. So that's why. I'm going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Nothing I'll to smile about. It. Maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe, 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 maybe her, her teeth are bad. I don't know. Like It's just like, you know.
3: <laughs> Maybe. This or maybe she didn't have
1: teeth at all, right? A yeah.
2: <laughs> number of things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, so let's so. jump into the conversation. Um, this is Father's Day. We're doing like a Father's Day episode. Yep. Um, and we we heard we heard like quite a bit of your resume, right? But if yeah. we if we took all of that away, right, who is Tyrell um
1: the the everyday man? The everyday man? hmm Tyrell the everyday man. I would say, you know. He's a father that's very involved, a father that's Mm -hmm. um, very inclined with what's going on with his kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a hard worker. He's a provider. He's a motivator. He's a friend. He's he's somebody that's always pushing people to be their best, as well as trying to reciprocate that for himself. He's Mm -hmm. somebody who tries to study values and implement them every day. he also is somebody who tries to look at the brighter side of things and always the positive things in order to eliminate a lot of the negative side so it doesn't overcome him because he's, he's grew up in the hood and he's out of mm. that and he's trying not to be a circumstance of an old lifestyle. Now he's a circumstance mm. of a new lifestyle that he really wants and he's, he's fighting for that every day. He's a great husband. Um, he's not perfect, but he's trying to do his best to be the best he can for his wife, um, for his, you know, for his brothers and sisters. to an example, um, he has uh, six uh, kids and he's the oldest of six and a lot of the brothers and sisters don't have a great significant other. So he's trying to play the best role in order to say that in the black culture, relationships can stay strong and stick together. But you have to talk, you have to communicate, you have to learn that everything's not perfect. So other than that, you know, that's him without the career. And uh, he's somebody who's, uh, you know, as he gets older, he's starting to get vain. He's trying to make sure that, you know, he's taking care of himself, be healthy so he can stay alive for another 50 years.
0: Awesome. That's a, that's a, that's a lot. Uh, that's a great, uh, I guess, breakdown of who you are. A few things mm-hmm. I'd I, I like taking notes as I'm listening. Um, yeah. So you said that you are the oldest of six. Is that what you said? yeah oldest, oldest of six, six. Mm-hmm. oldest of six so uh, we know in, in a lot of black households uh, and i am been the bio uh, i know you're from single parent home but that, i'm not mistaken right yes yes right just my so usually the oldest child already takes on like the father role. the role as the parent mm-hmm. right yeah. so in this case even before you had biological children you yeah. were already in essence and, and playing a role as the father. So as you, as you were growing up, what was, what did that look like as you kind of, in, in quote, unquote, being the man of the house, uh, even before you actually had your own biological children? <clears throat>
1: um, you know, when I when I first um, understood that, you know, I didn't have a father and there wasn't a father coming back for me, I didn't even know I was playing a parent role. Because I was always just helping out my mom because I knew that, like, that's my mom. I just want her to be happy. I want to help her out. You know, I want to to clean for her. Um if the my siblings needed to be washed, while my mom left somewhere, I was willing to do it. And then when it be, when I started getting older, it, it started becoming harder because it is a task that I had to also, you know, make it additional to like going to school, getting grades, still having a life, still trying to become an adult and understand that like you know certain things I want to do and be independent. So it was it was a challenge, um, and it also was a challenge. And I will say this is because. With my siblings, we all have different dads. Each one has a different dad. Mm. And none of these dads Mm. were involved. So it was a challenge of trying Mm. to play a parent role, which I really didn't understand what that was because I haven't seen it. I've seen my mom, you know, uh, bless her heart, like she's doing her best, but then she also had to, you know, live her life as well. So there were certain things that she wasn't always there to do, but she was a provider. She made sure that we had clothes on her back, she made sure that we were fed. And she would try to teach us lessons here and there, but you know my mom didn't finish school, so there was a lot of things mm-hmm. that I had to be the first to do in order to also help my mom be a better parent. So I was mm-hmm. sharing some things as I was learning as I was growing up to her, so she can be a greater parent for the six kids. So it was a challenge, but um, when I was in high school, um, I actually had a, a child and. From there, I started to really understand like the role of like having a biological kid. Not a biological mm-hmm. let me take this back, because this is part of my story that I will have to add, and it's probably going to segue into something else.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I was a father of a kid that I found out at four years old that wasn't my child. Mm-hmm. So okay, That was in high school. But at the time when I didn't know, I was actually excited to be a father because I felt like all the things that I was learning from being a parent to my brothers and sisters, I was able to mm-hmm. share, and I had a head start on the lifestyle of being a good father. In the absence of my father, the certain things that I didn't want to do to my kid, I was giving everything to her. And Mm so that's when I started to appreciate being a parent for my brothers and sisters. In the beginning it was hard, but once I had a kid, it became a little bit easier, only because now I know exactly what I was doing. You gotta remember like, as a kid, like you're maturing and you think like, wow, like my mom makes me do all these different things and it's getting hard and you know, I just want to go speaking with my friends, I want to go to the movies, wow. I'm trying to get a job, I'm trying to have my own stuff, why, she, why do I need to help pay bills? But it didn't click until I started to realize that you know not only was she a single parent, but also my brothers and sisters didn't have that father figure. So we needed somebody yeah. to discipline. We needed somebody to teach. We needed somebody to be an example of what black fathers look like and what they can do. So for me, I was trying to just do my best. I was trying to go to school on time, get good grades, graduate. Go to college. I had a baby. Everybody might think that was a mess up, but then at the same time, I was like, I I was taking care of my responsibility. I knew what I was doing. I was trying to be a father, I was trying to play both roles. Uh, It was, you know, it was a learning experience on both ends parent, Mm -hmm. a real father. And that was like my transition. And um, kind of fast forwarding back to when I found out that my daughter wasn't mine at four years old, then it put a whole different perspective of like, when I finally get a kid, I'm going to be the best father they have. Nobody's gonna stop me. Mm-hmm.
2: So you, I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you did that because I was gonna show a roller skate right on back to <laughs> That moment. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so let, let's talk about that. Right? You're in high school. Um, mm-hmm. What age? What? 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 what where, where were you in high school with that? I was uh, when I was in high
1: school. You talk about when I had. When yeah when I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was 17, going on
2: 13? Oh, 13. Oh, seventeen. I was like,
1: I was like, okay. I, wasn't I was not like, that okay. managed.
2: Like okay. okay so you so you're 17 you know
3: 17. um baby yourself
2: babies. you know about to listen about to about to, <laughs> you know about to transition out of high school um yeah, right. into what some would call adulthood there's a whole bunch of conversations you know 18 really an adult um yeah. but nevertheless right you're transitioning from one phase of life to another you have this child and then you say four years later you find out that this child is not biologically yours yeah. what was your mental state like how did you if, if you don't mind sharing how did you find no, out what was your mental state how did you deal with that um, it's well, still such a young
1: age yeah I mean it, it's strange I kind of I went through this whole like dark phase and and mm-hmm. I'll tell you why it felt like it was really really dark was because at this point I was trying to be a good man and then I always had this notion that all the men always mess up and it was the, this time it was the other way around and I'm like oh so I got basically I got played and mm-hmm. I felt like I got used and I felt like Certain things I chose to do in my life, I didn't have to go through the hardships of trying to raise a, you know, a kid. You know, I, as soon mm-hmm. as I got out of high school, I, I got a two bedroom apartment and I got a card and I had three jobs and I was going to college. And then, and when I would take my daughter to college and put her in the daycare that was there, I was just running all around because I, all I knew was provide, hustle, success will come once you, with the hard work. And then along with that, your experiences, you learn and then it turn into skills. That's all I knew. Yeah. And then once- That hit me that she wasn't mine. I already had moved to LA first of all, and Mm. what happened was I was transitioning into the entertainment world, and I asked if my daughter can stay with me so her mother could go back to school because she said she was like it was hard for her. So I was still being a friend, you know. If you go back to school, what a man! What a man! What a
0: man! Yeah, I
1: mean, the thing is, the other thing too is like. When I looked at her mother, I looked at her mother like I'm looking at my mom. Like whatever I can uh-huh. do to dad, make it easier for you, so we right. we're both not taking from each other. We're not abusing mm-hmm. each other. We're teaching each other to grow to be successful. We're co-parenting right now. So I, I try to take her. Well, I did take her uh, on to LA, and she was living with me. She was in dance classes. She was in school, mm-hmm. taking mm-hmm. care of, and then it turned into a whole like um, like an old child support. And I, I didn't really understand, like, how do I owe Child Support when I've always been there? Like, I've never mm-hmm. left her. Like, I, I didn't leave. I just, when we totally were, like, moving in different directions, as far as uh, certain environments. I lived in L.A. She lived in Northern California. She was My daughter was coming to live with me in order to give her mom a head start in a new avenue. Child Support kept coming up. It kept saying that you owe this, and I didn't understand that. And so it turned into this, like, um, conflict between... My daughter's mother and I, and there was a lot of things that my daughter's mother couldn't explain, and I had to like turn it into like a custody battle. And when it turned Mm. into the custody battle, the custody battle made us take blood tests in order to move the case along to prove that we're father and mother. So when I did Mm, blood tests, I wasn't thinking of anything. I had all all my stuff together as like you know I'm a great father. I provided from receipts whatever. Then my lawyer called me back and says, you know, you don't have a case. And I I thought that meant just I lost the case, but it was that you're not her father. And that's how I found And once I found that out, it was more like I did like I got ridiculed for being her father. And somebody tried to use the government system and abuse it and say that like they had my daughter the whole time when she was living with me. And then it turned into like this whole thing where I'm like, now I don't trust people now. I was like in the black community, I was like, you know, certain things I was like, this is, you know, people say it's like stereotypical to think these ways, but it, it continues to happen. And I was like, and I'm a victim of it. And I'm like, okay, this is a problem of like with relationships and then baby daddies and baby mm-hmm. mamas. And, mm-hmm. and uh, the whole thing of like, uh, you know, just people not, you know, holding themselves accountable to take care of the children and yeah. started getting into this mode of like, now I'm angry. I'm angry at black. Mm. I'm, I'm angry at black men. I'm angry at my father, even though I don't even know who he is. I'm angry mm-hmm. at my mom. Cause my mom befriended my, my daughter's uh, mom. And it was just, I went into a very, very dark place and I, I didn't really know what to do, but um, you know, I came out of it on a positive aspect. And I just said, you know, my, the only person that doesn't know what's going on is my daughter. And I'm going to be the father that I said I was going to be regardless because that's, my promise to her, it doesn't take blood to be a father. It doesn't mm. take blood to be a dad. You know, it's, there's, there has to be a desire and want to be there, to be in that person's life. So I stayed in her life and now she's 22 and she's grown and we wow. have the greatest relationship ever. And then me and her mom have um, fixed our friendship and we do things to try to help our daughter out to be the best person she can. Wow.
0: Uh, <clears throat> and I'm, and- First, again, thanks for having this conversation because you're the, the layering that we have here that we can appeal and uh, mm-hmm. from you know um, the fathering siblings and then mm-hmm. team father and then yeah. having to deal with uh, co parenting, which is the whole thing. So yeah, um, you know that that's a whole thing that you uh, have navigated. Um, kind of dealing, going back to the mental aspect of it and fatherhood, um, especially if you're an active father and an involved father. Um, can cause a certain level of stress. Can take you to a certain place in terms of, um, like you said earlier, some mental anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, during that, those moments, did you, I guess, seek out therapy or seek out some type of additional help outside of just you know friends and family and stuff like that?
1: I will say I um, I, I didn't really seek out therapy per se, but I I reverted to going back to church. There was a point where I had stopped going to church, but I went to church. Mm-hmm. And I think it was more of like going to church was a place for me to see that everybody's just looking for love, it's like eternal love, like spiritual love. And that's what I needed. And, and when I did, it just made me look at the whole scenario in a different way. And it also, too, changed who I was. That's why I said, like, I'm a person now that's like, I just want everything to be positive. Right. I, the, the negativity cannot last. The devil cannot continue to be bothering me this whole time because I'm leaving the door open. I'm closing that door. And I'm moving forward. Um, That was my therapy. Other than that, I think me staying connected in my daughter's life and nobody shutting me out was just Mm -hmm. enough for me to to say that, you know what, that was an experience that I I didn't like, but it was an experience that I needed in order to be a great man or in order to be, well, at least what I think I I can be, be a, a great man, be the best man, be a great father. And also, too, you know, the the type of father that maybe I wish I had, or I mm. I kind of imagine that I I probably would have had, because even with that, it, there's a lot of things that I do, that people will say like, "Are you holding on?" and um, "Is it a burden on your shoulders that your dad's not around?" And it's like I used to think that, but I think what it was, it was there's there's no information about who he is, so I'm trying to paint this picture of like, whoever I am, maybe some of these things are naturally coming from him and indirectly because it's not there. But I mean, I would never know, but I just want to be the type of guy that I would have been like, my father's pretty cool. My, my father's, he's actually great. So I'm trying to fill those shoes.
2: Got it. So how has all of those experiences, right? Brian called out the list of things, the the layers Mm -hmm. of fatherhood. How do you think that prepared you for where you are today? Right. As a father. Because you're a father of three. I'm a father of three,
1: yeah. Uh, I think think it's really prepared me. Um, You know, my story is pretty complex. I mean, I don't know how much uh, Randy has has told you, but then, you know, because I have three kids. I have a 14-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a two-year-old. Now, those are gaps. Mm -hmm. You deal with a kid that's a teenager and a kid that's in elementary and then you're dealing with a baby. Mm. If I Questions. back the story up, go back to my first kid, my 14 year old. I got married a month. I mean, not a month. I got married and then I had a kid. And a month after my wife at the time was, I had the baby, she was diagnosed with cancer. And then we fought for a mm. year and three months and then she passed away. So then I became mm. a, a widow. Mm. So even that, like these experiences, it didn't just happen because of back then with my, my daughter that I found out that wasn't mine. It's along the path I just started like putting on like dad armor, like, okay, now I got to be strong for my son, even though I'm broken right now and I'm a widow and I don't have the mother figure there. And then I'm still trying to figure out like, well, now how do I do relationships and whatnot? Because mm-hmm. I'm not perfect at them yet. And mm-hmm. then I found somebody that, you know, was willing to be a mother to her, to my child and she gave me two beautiful children and now we work dynamically as parents. And with that, I now look at it as each moment in my life has been very important, vital and to how I'm acting as a father now. And it's not even yeah. really acting, it's how I am as a father. So I think Knowing that I've been through the hardships in life, I want to teach my kids not only just to have tough skin, but also to to kind of like look at both sides of certain things. Live in other people's shoes before you start judging people. The other thing is like, you know, certain relationships, you know, treat people with respect. Um, Certain things in life, you know, the roller coaster, the ups and downs, the things that you cannot like, they're out of your control. You still got to find the blessings in there that you're still alive and you can Undertake these things and be, and power through it and get through it. And me being a father, being in these kids' lives, I I'm actually proud to say that I'm always involved. Like my son is in karate; he's on his way mm-hmm. to be black belt. My daughter's in dance; she's taking ballet. My my two year old, we found out that he was diagnosed with autism, and then you know mm-hmm. just I'm just trying to be the best father for him. And there's at times that you know even though it's hard, I do get excited. Um, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I have a glass of wine. At night, we put the kids to bed and I have a glass of wine, and I have to just oh, reflect. Yeah.
0: Come on, a, gla- <laughs> I, a good I do glass I have to of wine. Right, come on, decompress. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, there is bottles on
1: bottles and bottles. So, like um, <laughs> I do have to say, there is at times when I sit back and I think about, it, I am just like, man, oof, it's, it's been a lot. And then I have to also be like, you know, Tyrell has done great. You know, he's, he he did a lot for his kids today. You know, they're not starving. You know they're not um, neglected. They mm-hmm. are. They've had fun with dad. Dad knows what's going on. You know, dad still you know puts his foot down. He's teaching them things. He's preparing them for life. They're they're not in an environment where they're going to be abused. You know, they're aware. I got to be proud of myself. So those sure. things have been something that I've actually the experiences have proved that I think. And I believe that I am a great father. And it's been really life-changing, even though yeah. at the moment, at time when it does happen, like the, the problems and stuff, you know, we're human. We just all of a sudden we're like, oh my God, like this is a lot. Like, and you almost want to just like, I need a break. I can't do this. But yeah, every so often you got to reflect because that's and I, and my reflection is the good outweighs the bad. So I have to think about mm. positive parts of it. And the positive yeah. parts of it make me feel like I'm doing pretty damn good, and that's outside of work. It's like you know, under the things that I went through, like they have a lifestyle where you know they're safe, they're happy, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm I feel amazing to do that. And again, sometimes I'd be like, you know, if my dad was here, maybe he'd be proud of me. And I, it, people might think that would be sad, but I'm like, I kind of want to show him. Like, you know what? I can't right, wait to right. you. I, I meet whoever you are, and if I don't. Right. Mm-hmm. I would just say you were exactly like me.
0: Yeah, I get it. I get it. And, and 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 I come from a background of like my dad was in and out most of my life. I know who he is. He actually lives like an hour and a half from me uh, no currently. Uh, so we're building our rebuilding our relationship. Uh, we're in a much better place than we were when we were we were younger. Uh, but one thing I found out as as a person that didn't have an active uh, father every day in the household, um, that as a parent I've had to try to figure some things out because I didn't necessarily see it reflected. Um, so within yeah. that being said uh being a person whose uh parent was uh absent uh, what steps have you taken or what are some of the advice you would probably be able to give to somebody uh to be intentionally um present uh, in your children's lives either emotionally or, or even physically of course
1: i mean it's it's hard to say cuz um i mean i will say to this like i i'm not perfect i'm i'm still doing my best to To try to figure things out Now because Mm -hmm. my father was absent There's certain things I'm still trying To understand like As far as fatherhood Like have I done everything So I think the best thing is just Do what you would want The type of father you would like Mm -hmm. To do Be the type of father that you would want it For yourself Be an example for other fathers Yeah And then also to ask your kids How am I doing I ask like, like sometimes. The other day, it's so funny that we're having this conversation because the other day I went out to eat with my kids, and uh, it was just me and my oldest and my middle one, and we were they were playing this game like you know how much you know this and that, and they do like mm-hmm. these games of like trying to get information from each other. And then I said, you know what? How much do you know your dad? And there were certain things that like even talking to them, they were like shocked. It was like, oh, dad, I didn't know you went through this, and I didn't know you went through that, and like, oh, but the The comments after I was like, my daughter was like, "Dad, you're like a super dad," you, and it made me feel good because I'm just like, I told you how like, you know, things have happened to me, and then they mm-hmm. saw the bigger picture, like you overcame it though, Dad, and I was like, you know what, I kind of did, and then they would ask me questions like, you know, um, you know, who was your best friend as a kid, and then you know, if you if, if you met your father, what would you say to him, you know, if um, if you don't ever meet your father, would you be sad, you know, like. Is, is mom enough? Like, is your mother enough? Like all these different things. And it was, it was cool to have a conversation with them because they were learning who I was. And then they were learning the man that I wanted to become. And they were already telling me that great job. And when they said that, it, it, it made me reflect on certain things. So I think it's, you know, a lot of times it's really just having conversations with, with your loved ones. Like, you don't, you don't need a dad to prove that you're a great dad. Mm-hmm. You just need to be the dad that you want to be. And the type of dad that you would want it for yourself. But also, too, you need to have conversations with certain people that love you so they can express the type of dad that they see that has, like, done bigger things. Because we're we're our hardest critic. You know, you'd be like, oh, my God. I'm tired of that. And then my kids would be like, no, I know you're tired. You want a massage? And you're like, you deserve it. You work hard. And I'm like, wow, like that's kind of cool. I've like, got hey, I'm some different
2: that. kids because mine, yeah. they asking me to massage nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But, you know, the, the funny thing is, like, even, like, when they ask certain things, like, we 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 play with them by saying certain things. Like, he's going to give me a massage today? And they'd be like, what? And we'd be like, well, you know that bike that I bought you? You know, that Xbox? And, like, <laughs> it's, like, you know, it'd be kind of cool. Like, maybe you give me a 30-minute uh, massage, and then I'll play on the Xbox with you when we play Mortal Kombat. Like, there's always an exchange. And then I'm also throwing in the, the, the certain things of, like, this is what dads do, as far as like how hard they work. This is what dad did today. This is how he provided. This is this is how like he's he's overcome certain things because everybody thinks dads always have the you know a cape on. There's at times I want to take that cape off.
3: Mm-hmm. I
1: want to. I want to be Clark Kent and just. I just say you want to be, be Clark
2: Kent sometimes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm like like dad this dad. I'm like sometimes dads get exhausted, and I and I rather actually would rather you know that so you can know that dads need love too and they Mm -hmm. expose that love by telling me great things about myself so like i said before i I don't think you need you can't blame an absent father for who you became or who you become yeah when you're grown it's your choice you got two things that ain't happen in life that's real a choice and death choose to live wow
2: no that's what's up man so going into the today of things right mm-hmm. we heard your resume we also know that you and your wife are in business together right y'all get booked yeah. and do a lot of these things together how have you been able to balance like work and life and children and all these things um as a father and husband
1: it, i mean it takes a village first of all it, and the people are like oh my for god for sure amazing you guys doing i'm like but we're not doing it by ourselves <laughs> like we have a <laughs> lot of mm-hmm. stuff, family friends that um that help us out and and we try to make sure that we don't abuse those relationships. So yeah, that's good. we do involve them in the the type of work that we do as well as we have conversations, a lot of family time. And a lot of our close family friends have like initiated themselves as like uncles and aunts. And they've mm. got relationships with our kids where like now it's a, a trust circle. So we have a little community that we trust and that's how we get through it. It's uh it's definitely hard with three kids, especially in three different tiers. You got one that's going to high school, one that's in middle school, and then we got one that's mm-hmm. doing therapy every single day. But, you know, with me and my wife, because we have irregular schedules, we don't have like a regular nine to five, we work in entertainment sure. so we always are trying to balance out a schedule every single day to make sure that we can get through each day successfully. And we, we communicate a lot. We, um, we, you know, we're best friends. We, we talk about pretty much everything as well as we... We talk about our insecurities here and there, um, and then she's my, you know, my laughing buddy. We love to laugh. We watch comedies, and that sometimes eases how much work that we put out in a day as parents. Um, and then, other than that, communication is the best thing, you know, all around. We communicate in a way that we know it's going to be a tough day. But are you willing to take the kids to school, to karate, to dance, all you know that? We've mm-hmm. actually come up with a system like when they go to school Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I take them to school in the morning. Okay. Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, she takes them to school in the morning or to dance in the morning. And that's been helping us to like catch up on sleep. Mm-hmm. So okay. we've been finding ways to to really be able to get through each situation. Now it doesn't work for everybody, but that was just that's something that just started working for yeah. us. Now. Um we we just you know, we, we handle it every single day and when it, we have conflicts, when we have a job and we both have to be there and we can't be there for the kids, you know, we, we have a, a core group of um, family friends that, that are there and they, they totally understand. They're like, you know, I know you, you guys are busy. I can stop by the house. Um, the other thing is our 14-year-old, now that he's getting older, he can kind of be the man of the house. He knows exactly when he's going to be done, mm-hmm. we, you know. We trust them in certain things, and so does our daughter, our 8-year-old daughter. She's becoming more responsible. So that's that's how we do it.
2: Okay. And as we get ready to wrap up this conversation as part of the segment, I want to ask you this, because this is something Brian and I have talked about time and time again. <laughs> okay. Um, what would you say to the women that believe Father's Day is for them, too? Wait,
1: what would I say? The women that believe what?
2: Father's Day is for them, too. The single, the single moms. Uh...
1: I mean, look, Father's Day is not a day; it's 365 days a year. So is Mother's Mm -hmm. Day. So when Mm -hmm. people are trying to claim something that everybody wants to be noticed for, I'm like, just let the fathers have the day, the mothers have the day. But you should be celebrated every day. Uh, I do think when it comes to like single parents, erase Father's Day and Mother's Day. You know, let it be Parent Day. Like it's you should be just praised for like handling all these children, like children and I. <laughs> no, they're
0: not. Yeah, they are not And um, not inexpensive. They're, they're, they're expensive. Yeah. Oof, I mean, Jesus. I will
1: say, I don't, I don't, I don't call my mom or my grandma on father's day and be like, happy father's day. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't expect them to be like, well, it only belongs to you. It's just more like I gave you your day, but I, you, you're, you're praised every single day. But if you need to like make a notice and put a stamp and be like, I'm like, okay, hold on, chill, like, relax. Like, because I think a lot of it comes down to all the deadbeat fathers that they're talking about. What about good fathers? Let them have that day.
0: <laughs> Listen, because I was
1: like, you know, there was a—I don't know if it was like yesterday or day before yesterday—somebody made a comment that, you know, like, oh, you know how fathers be, and I'm like, well, that's not me. Like, I don't do that. I'm like, well,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're an exception. I was like, no, scratch the exception. No,
0: no. There's some people yeah, who right.
1: just want to be a father, and there's some people who don't. And I'm like, you're talking about the people that don't. It's not black fathers. Get that out your head. There's a lot of absent white fathers, Asian fathers, all this. I'm like, look, if they want to be a father, let them have that day. Let them be appreciated. Don't try to steal that day from them. That's like somebody being like, well, my birthday is your birthday. No. (laughs) You get your (laughs) day, I got my birthday.
0: And because it's
2: going to be my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Uh, Wonderful, wonderful. Well, This is definitely a great conversation. For Um, sure. Um, before we go, um, I do have a random question. You're from the Bay Area. This kind of culture codey. What okay. is Two Shorts' favorite word? Oh. <laughs> <I'm not.
1: laughs> Am I okay to say this on this Absolutely. Um,
0: sure. I mean, if you want to. This is a safe <laughs> space. <bitch>. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. <laughs> <sighs>
0: You know,
2: outside of that, Brian, one of the other greatest things that's come out of the Bay Area, and correct me if I'm wrong, if he's not from, E-40's from the Bay, right? Yeah, he's from the Bay,
1: from
2: Oakland. Yeah. E-40 said, if Jesus had dreads, oh, it. It. I'm a, I ain't got none, but I'm thinking about growing some. I don't know much about the 40 of E, but that right there, blessing me. So, Brian, can you remind yeah. me of that, the, the light-skinned um, California rapper that oh, we from, should all from, from, know and love?
0: From Pomona, too short, yeah. not too short, uh, uh, Sugar Free.
2: Do you know Sugar, Sugar Free? Free? Oh, yeah, Sugar Free, is? yeah. Yeah, I know Sugar <laughs> Free. I mean, yeah, so Brian, Brian introduced me to him. A
1: long time, but yeah. I mean, so he
2: actually Free. has a new song.
1: He actually I'm has a new song. <laughs> yeah.
2: So Brian introduced me to him last December. We were talking to another gentleman from from the Bay Area, and okay. he randomly popped up in my like discover page on IG. I said, "Is this the um, uh, it's the Sugar Grits Pimp or <laughs> whatever his name was?" What and um, yeah, I can remember. And Brian was like, "Yeah, that's sugar free." And I was like, "He has a new song. It is ooh it's fire, you know." That's perspective, maybe from a fan. Um, I, I, I don't want to I, say was It was yeah, vintage a sugar free. I am not a friend of E-40. I just really love that line. Um, First of all, I don't know. I, I rarely can really interpret what E-40 says. So, because, um, yeah, there's a, a lot of Pootie Tang-esque language yeah. going on there. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard it. I'm just like, okay. South-ish.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, 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 the way he delivers everything, it's very like, um uh, it's almost like Androidish, like you know, like, it's like, uh, like forty five Like it's like, it's yeah, it's real AOL dial up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <AOL> dial up. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate um, um, y'all having this conversation with me, and um, also too just seeing other black fathers and people yes. that are there for their kids and yeah, man. I hope that this becomes a great father's day gift for a lot of people just to listen to for sure
2: Definitely. for sure before we wrap up this segment go into what we call black person self-care or i am my brother's sister's keeper uh, mm-hmm. as an official uh, segment title tell the people how can they get in contact with you maybe some things that you're doing how can they keep up with tyrell
1: okay well, you can keep up with me. Uh, you can go to my Instagram handling, which is Mister. Washington, And then I have my joint um, Instagram with my wife where we do a lot of uh, creative direction where you can see all the things that we do behind the scenes. Okay. And that's at Tyrell Latrina. Don't get it twisted. There's three L's, T-Y-R-E-L-L-L-A-T-R-I-N-A. And um, we we have a site, but we're going to update it. So I don't want to... It's tyrellatrina.com, but don't jump on it yet, because we need to redo Mm -hmm. it. Um, Other than that, I mean, you can DM me if you have questions. I'm not somebody who's like, oh, I'm not a celebrity, so don't get it twisted. (laughs) I'm I'm a normal person who's just working his ass off. But I do work in the industry where I do what I love. Yeah. A lot of people... Always want to know, like, how do you get into that? What's what's the the first step or the next step? And I can I can share my experience and my expertise, and uh, I'm open to that. Especially if it's real questions. You know, a lot of people that do ask me eventually when they get out here get along. That's mm-hmm. kind of how I met Randy Randy Bonds. Like, it's good friends. And So you know, very um, very loyal when it comes to that. So I can be reached that way. And then, I mean watch these shows I do all these shows like you may not see my face but you will see that credit it'll say Taro but you Watt. see his
2: word watch <laughs> the show yes <laughs> <laughs> oh that's what's up man so again thank you thank you thank you um you're gonna stick around with us for black person self-care Brian. you ready to get into it i'm ready yeah. to do it let's go
0: Ooh, sa. All right, we are here at Black Person Self-Care I am my brother, I am my sister's keeper And this is where we tell the folks what we're doing uh, Mm -hmm. To take care of our black selves So Tyrell, since you're here as a guest in the living room uh, Let the people know what you're currently doing Or planning on doing sometime soon to take care of yourself
1: I said take care of myself Uh, Right now, I am taking care of myself By going to the gym every single day And trying to make sure my health is on par I am 40 years old and I remain young inside. So I got to take care of the old wills. I the, outside. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the other thing too is um, spiritually, I always um, have this uh, motivational app that I, that I uh, listen to in the morning and mm-hmm. I make sure that I get a positive thing in the morning before I continue my day. Without that oh, positive okay. thing, I can wake up with all the negative stuff that I had yesterday or what I dreamed about or what I fear, whatever it is. I try to transition my mind into something positive first. So when I start talking and I have conversations, that's the seed I'm leaving with everybody.
0: Wonderful.
2: That's what's up. So you're like the second consecutive guest. And I'm going to look at my brother. If you don't see me looking at you, bro I'm looking directly at you. This is just the second consecutive guest, Tyrell, who said that I am at the gym every day. This is what I'm doing. And Brian, you know, goes on these stints. What is adulthood without accountability? Um, so I'm just, you know, I just hope that all of this fitness encouragement is just encouraging you, brother, to get back on. You mm. know what I'm saying? We're defeating dad bods. So, mm. <laughs> no. No. I see yeah. you're shaking yes, but I feel your spirit telling me no. You can cuss me out later. That's your business. But I just wanted to let you know there are more there are more of us over here <laughs> than are over there. And I still love you, brother. I love okay? you
3: too. I love Bless you. Man. Okay. Uh um, Brian, yeah. what happened? No, no, I was ahead. gonna say,
1: yeah, yeah, do it. Go to the gym. Like the other thing too, is not just to go for the, you know, you're trying to defeat the dad but like I'm trying to do the same thing, but I think it's just a, it's a mental space where you just like shut the world off for a second and you work on you. That's true too. You're not mm-hmm. worried about everything else. That's
2: true too. But I'm going to look good at the process. <laughs> 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 a lot of work. Yeah. Um, Brian, how about you, bro? What are you doing for self-care?
0: Uh, it's Father's Day weekend. Nothing. not supposed to do anything, right? Come on. just exist on Father's Day weekend, right?
2: Yeah. I, I suppose I'll be... No, go ahead. Finish. Mm-hmm. No, that's
0: it. That's, I'm nothing. I'm not doing anything. Uh, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, I was about to say I'll be working. Because um, like so I'm hosting I I serve in the DEI space. So I'll be hosting our company's oh. DE, um Juneteenth celebration. Oh, it is we've been doing weekend. stuff. Yeah, yeah, we've been doing stuff all week. Um so I feel like this Father's Day in particular is for all the black daddies. Now I understand mm-hmm. that our are daddies of all but since yeah. it fell on Juneteenth, this yeah, is dude. our this is <laughs> this is Negro Father's Day, okay? Yeah. I am the pappy and I shall be celebrated. Um <laughs> but no outside of the 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 moment for work, um kind of like you brought, I found out that my dad is actually coming he pop He pulling up on me for father's day look weekend it, look so look i ain't celebrated a father's day with my dad in person because i'm the only child that left memphis um okay. and moved to it and moved out of the city and state so i haven't seen my father on father's day um whoo in maybe six or seven years one father's day i decided to go home um i'm like yeah my sisters they they with you every weekend every day i get to have my dad so i don't know what we're doing but i'm definitely gonna kick it with my dad and we're in that space now where we're like friends so our relationship has evolved to that space so i'm super excited about being with him and just kicking it um for a couple of days um But that's it for me. But Tyrell, thank you again so, 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 so much. Um, We we really, really appreciate it. Um, Mm -hmm. Definitely got to, you know, connect. We'll actually be in LA Mm
3: -hmm. next Mm -hmm. month.
2: Uh, Next next month. month. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you got a quick choreography that I can put on a reel, you know what I'm saying? I I will accept the challenge. Let's do a (laughs) TikTok. Let's, I have, I'm I have a, with it I have TikTok I, I have, have TikTok now sometimes yeah. I think I'm too old to be ticking and talking but I got <laughs> the app and, <laughs> and I'm here for it. Um, yeah but we definitely gonna connect but this uh, wraps up this segment Brian you ready to get into our listen letter see what's in the field um, box
0: so ready let's do it let's go
2: Alright good people, we are here at the P.O. Box and Rodney Jenkins has delivered the letter as he always does and you too can have your letter read aloud on the jigsaw by writing in to Jigsaw at gmail.com That is A-S-K Jigsaw at gmail.com We will read your letter out loud quite possibly We will give you a pseudonym because we respect your privacy and your pronouns and we will give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive on Cicely Tyson's internet So, with that being said, understood and accepted Brian, who do we have and what do they want?
0: All right, pronouns because pronouns are important. Uh huh. She, her.
2: Ooh. Um. She and her. Let's go, Loretta Divine.
0: Loretta Divine. She she deserves all the flowers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. Loretta says, "Hey guys, I'm a huge fan of the show and love the perspective you bring." Thanks for being committed to learning and unlearning and your transparency. I cannot wait to meet y'all in person one day. Well, well, meet and greet, right? Mm-hmm. Here's my question. My boyfriend and I have been together for less than a year. Due to COVID and current dating, we met online. They slid in my DMs. It goes down to the DM. And I liked him, so here we are. However, while I like what we have, I also have. I also feel like I'm missing out on life and experience being in a committed relationship i am 24 years old and he is 28 lots of keys are age different isn't as drastic but i want to be my lori harvey oh yes <clears throat> um how do i get through this is it a phase should i break up with him he's a really good dude and i don't want to hurt the guy Any advice, good, bad, or indifferent, would be appreciated from my favorite Casa Negos, Loretta Devine. I'm
2: going to make this quick. I ain't got no advice for you, girl, Um, Mm because can't nobody tell you what you should do in this situation but you. And if you've already decided you want to be on your hot girl summer stuff, you want to be on your Lori Harvey, then that's exactly what you need to do. Do not string this man along. Do Mm -hmm. not make this man think you're going to wait on him uh, until you're ready because he's a good dude. Uh, set him free. And it may be a tough conversation and he may still be hurt and he may, you know, think that you are a number of things because of that decision. But that's on him to process. What I don't want you to do mm-hmm. is continue to drag this out, knowing that you're unhappy, unfulfilled, and all cause you wanna you wanna be free and live life and that's fair. I guess my, my question back to you is that why did you jump in a relationship in the first place? Why not yeah. keep it have kept you know, why not have kept it casual and Made it a sex thing and when it was, or, what, or whatever it was, because I don't want to assume y'all have had sex, but whatever it was, and then when, when when he or you presented the idea, let's say he did it, of being monogamous or whatever, why did you even accept it? Because being in a relationship for a year, were you actually in a relationship for a year? Have you known him for a year? Like that's, It's it's a few pieces of context here. Um, right. So anyway, that, that, that's what I got for you.
0: Right. Yeah, I think it's weird because sometimes I think what probably could have happened is, is a situation where they she probably wanted it to be casual, then realized that he's a really good dude, and then now it's like, oh, now I'm in this relationship. It was a really, really good dude, but I'm not ready for it as of yet. So it's kind of like, I don't want to lose a good dude for the streets. Um, but you also don't want to be in a situation where you end this relationship, and then five years down the road, you're like, man. You know, I, I missed, I wish I could have called the streets. And then now you call in the streets later on in life. So, um, yeah. You're 20, you're 24. Like, I got married at 24. Josh, you got married at like 24. How old were we even got married? 23. 23. So we got married young. I, I would never, and I, this sounds bad as a person that got married young, I wouldn't recommend getting married young, especially if you are going through that age where you're processing things and trying to figure out who you are and getting your career together. There are pros and cons to both. Um, the pros are you kind of deal with the, your partner, um, but if you're in that situation right now where you're already thinking about the streets and one of answer the streets phone call, answer the phone just do call. That. But make sure you yeah, answer the phone call.
2: Hang up on old yeah. boy. Like don't have him yeah. sitting there waiting on you. Um, no, and again, just, just don't, don't expect him to wait because the he gonna yeah. be somebody else good dude. If if yeah. he's ready, because he's closer to thirty, so 24-20 ain't a big age difference. But if he's closer to thirty, I can see how he may be thinking about. You mentioned Lori Harvey, so I can see how he could be on his Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. He might be thinking that's about it. settling down and you know getting married by, and having a kid by 30, 31 and all these other different types of things. And if you ain't there, girl, you ain't there. And that's okay. But what's going to make it piss poor is if you, you let this linger too much longer. So go ahead and break up with him. Yeah. Just do it.
0: All right, Loretta, let us know how it goes. and uh, Or don't.
2: Just break up yeah. with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian,
0: you ready uh, for a great conversation? <laughs> I'm ready to get Let's into go. it. All right. Brian,
3: let me talk. Oh, let me talk.
0: All right, we are here at a greater conversation where we get some things off of our chests. Um, Josh, you have anything you got to get off your chest this week? I do, and I don't usually complain to God,
2: but this heat is out oh. of control. On I that. stepped outside and everything on me, this is everything on me started sweating. And it's just, and then I told you I had to go into the office where I got on like real clothes and jeans and all this other kind of stuff. I am, I am disgustingly hot. My face mm. felt sticky after I got to my place because I was sweating and it dried and I'm just. It is. It is so hot. It's been heat advisories in Atlanta and all the different types of things. And I'm just. I am frustrated. The heat makes me frustrated. He makes me tired. It drains all your energy. And y'all niggas are not bathing like you. you already don't bathe well in the winter. <laughs> you're not bathe. You, and you taking them same processes to the summertime. You need to get inside those creases and crevices. Spread your booty cheeks open. Lift your nutsack. Clean between your pussy walls. All the things because oh. y'all stink. <laughs> Shave your underarm piece if that's going to help. Whatever it needs to do, lift your titty up. Get around your areola. Get back behind your ears. Get under all three of them necks if you're overweight. I don't care. Whatever the crease and the crevice is, get in that belly button. You stink. And the heat (laughs) is already defeating us. And what we don't need to defeat us even more is your bio smells. Mm -hmm. Okay? Wash your hands. Wash your tail. And live a good life. That's all I got. But God, please, if you could send us just a... A cool breeze on through here every now and then. We sure appreciate you. We will show appreciate you, God. We will show appreciate you, God, because right now you're giving us a glimpse into hell because it Listen, is hot as hell outside.
0: Hello. Um, That's all I got. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything because that was funny. But uh, <laughs> I, I was looking at a post on Instagram today and, I, and Facebook today, and the girl was like, um, "Lord, some about this heat. Um, start the rapture now. We ready?" <laughs> well, and... wait a minute. I didn't say all that good. <laughs> right people was in the comments like oh girl speak for yourself speak for we yourself. ain't ready
2: <laughs> he can he can he can catch you up to meet. you can be caught up to meet him in the air
0: right um, he was like who was like who are we like don't talk don't speak for us who is we ain't we? trying to go nowhere <laughs> um you know um but yeah that's that's i don't have anything it's too hot if you go outside take a shower um yes this it. is the
2: season of two showers a day sometimes three I don't care. Let yes. me just get back on this soapbox. I'm sorry, Brian. I don't care how mm-hmm. skinny you are. you And you need to wash from your head to your feet. Wash your hair because some of y'all locks stink. Some of your twist outs been twisted out for so long. Men, you need to wash, we need a wash day too. Or wash days. Get you some mm-hmm. good moisturizers. Find out what's affecting your pH balance. Get you a soap mm-hmm. that doesn't combat with your moisturizers and the stuff that you use. You see what I'm saying? All the things I are important. It. Or your cuticles. Mm. Shave your privates. Mm. Clean your feet. Get that grit from between your toes. Get that wax out of your ear. I'm, all of it is affecting it. you. You stink. You smell. This is why we never got back to the Eden. Because they probably suck. <laughs> They're just walking Welcome around top of the world. naked, hairy, <laughs> in the garden. <laughs> and they put these little wet fig leaves over that bush thinking they was going to hide from God, but didn't know they was creating a fungus in they practice. Smelling. Smelling. Smelling smell like swamp water. Don't mm. don't be out here being a living sewer. Get your lives together.
3: Mm.
2: Moisturize. Clean. And don't just spray cologne and say, ooh, I had a long day. Let me spray this. You're going to no. smell like a hot box of dogs. Sh- mm. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. You can't put cologne over must.
0: Okay. Musk. Musk? Musk. I say must. I say must because like
2: must you musty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so,
0: M-U-S-T. And if I'm wrong, yeah, I'm wrong. I say say must. I say must. I say must. Like, you, musty. I say must. Yes.
2: you musty. I don't say musky. Uh-uh. That's too uh-uh. pop for me. I don't say musky. Musty. Yeah. You musty. You musty. Okay. Okay. That's all, man. Just clean up. Y'all got me talking like Memphis. I'd say that's all, Mike. Just listen, <laughs> click up. That's what happens when I get irritated. That that, that, that my Memphis come out. Mm. <sighs> Lord have mercy. Okay, and then with that being said, until next that wraps up another episode of Json Podcast. I am Josh Rogers, Damn. and you're Brian, and I don't even know what I was about to say. But thank y'all for listening. Thank Tyrell, Ty, Ty, Tyre- uh, Tyrell, Tyrell Washington, strong black man, Washington. I want this is middle name with a J if he went by like TJ or something oh, like that or Ty.
0: i put Cleophus. I'll put Ty anytime it's a true. strong black name, it's type like Tyrell Cleophas Washington. It's gotta yeah, be something I'm, like
2: that. Yeah, it's like Tyrell Jerome.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, TJ. TJ. Cordell.
2: Ooh, Tyrell Cordell. That's oh. good. That's good. Or it could be way out there and be like Tyrell Dunquavius It could be like Ooh. strong. It could be it could Lisa. be bodybuilder strength strong. <laughs> <laughs> it could we gotta do an episode uh, on strong nigga names and just have a do. whole episode?
0: And the, the fact that I don't have a strong black name at all is is disheartening.
2: Except my middle name, because my, my middle name is Cut Lord. <laughs>
0: Cray- Crayola
2: color You hear me it is, it is It is Etch-a-Sketch color Okay No black and white Full Polaroid no. development Okay Color And it's not Because even Jamal Is a black name The original spelling Robin decided mm-hmm. to get creative <laughs> And replace vowels And add consonants And gl- Girl <laughs> Girl Girl <laughs> What? I don't even know what she was thinking. And I think I told y'all. And she wanted an extra L on the end. It was supposed to be J E R M A L L. She wanted that thing <laughs> phonically correct. Do you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe she was on to something. People was sometimes like, back in the day, people would be like, is it Jermael? I was like, it's Jermael. Jer, as in gerbil. Mall, <laughs> as mm. in shopping mall. Jermael. Mm. And it ain't French. It is legato. This is what it is. That is what it is. <laughs> <Your> Joshua <laughs> Germaine Rogers. <laughs> what it is. That's how I should start pronouncing my middle name now. What mm-hmm. is your middle name, Gemma. Gemma. That is. Gemma. That is what it is. Anyway, thank y'all for joining us. Thank y'all. Thank you, Terrell, for sure. For real. Thank um, you for being real. here and having such an insightful you, conversation with us about fatherhood. Um, and yeah, Brian. And happy Father's Day to you, Brian.
0: Happy Father's Day to you as well. Happy, happy, Father's happy Father's Day Father's to all Day the Day other pappies. To all the other pappies. And no Father's Day to you single moms that's going to put out their post.
2: Yeah. And really just Happy Father's Day to the black dads because it's June. Yeah. Day. That's it. Yeah. That's all. Brian, let the people know what, you know, follow us.
0: Uh, yeah. Um. Make sure y'all subscribe to all the things that we, uh, that we have. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. We're on every platform we can think of. Go out there and give us a comment. Right. Uh, let us know how great we're doing. Rate us. Five stars or nothing at all. Please share. Like. All the things. If you have any suggestions for the show, let us know. Hit us in the DM. Um, If you have somebody you want on the show, let us know. And we'll try to get them on the show. Um, We always appreciate you. Make sure you follow us in all the places. Check out our website at thejigsawpodcast.com. Check out Josh. Check out me uh, on the social media platforms. Josh is I am Josh Rogers. I am at I am Brian Hare. Um, That's it, man. Wash, wash your balls. Josh, before we leave, other um, people your know what they need to and do.
2: Inside your walls. Uh, what you need to do is do everything that you <laughs> <laughs> do all you can while you can in the very best ways that you can. But all that you're doing, please do not get caught with your work undone. If your work being undone is you smelling like butt crack. Good night. <laughs> See y'all next week.
0: Love y'all. <laughs>